Hey, brewery lovers. Welcome back to Brew Daddies. I'm Richard Fowall. I'm here with my friend... Adam Frank. And we are bringing you a new brewery this week. Brand spanking new brewery. They just opened, what was it, May Day? Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo, yeah. Um, In Purcellville. Purcellville, Virginia. The with... mecca of breweries. <laughs> the uh, You know, around here, it kind of is. Purcellville, yeah. and not just breweries, but Purcellville is sort of becoming a mecca of booze. Oh, yeah. They've got like six or seven breweries in Purcellville. They got a couple of distilleries. I think it's more than that. Maybe. I think it's over ten breweries, about seven distilleries. Really? And a bunch of wineries. I think you're wrong. Yeah. I think you're wrong. But it's a lot. The There's bet a lot is on. going on out there. A lot of wineries as well. If you are interested in taking a trip out to Purcellville. And you want to not have to, there's no housing. I mean, there's no hotels in Percival right now. Uh, so if you're interested in taking a trip out to Percival to visit Dragon Hops, Adroit Theory, Catoctin Creek Distillery, some of the wineries, email us at hosts, H-O-S-T-S, at thebrewdaddies.com. And uh, we can help set that up for you. So remember, if you want to go out to Purcellville, you want to visit some of these things, you don't want to drive, you want somebody to help arrange a trip for you, email us at hosts, H-O-S-T-S, at thebrewdaddies, thebrewdaddies.com, and we'll help you get that set up. And trust me, not having to drive after visiting Purcellville is a good thing. Absolutely. It is definitely uh, not a place you want to visit all day and then get behind the wheel of a car. Yep. All right, well, let's talk about Dragon Hops Brewery. When we were out there, uh, it was a couple of weeks ago, we talked to the president of the company, James Horace, and we talked to their head brewer, Mitch Pilchuck. Some of you, if you've been in the D.C. area, home brewing and stuff for a while, you may know Mitch Pilchuck. He's been a home brewer and professional brewer for decades in the region. And he is also quite a character. He has stories about everything and is willing to share them. And it was great talking with them. We had so much fun. It was so hard to edit our conversations down to something that would be manageable for you, the listener. We could have, we could have done 45 minutes of just talking to Mitch, but I don't know if you'd appreciate that. So we didn't. But if you get a chance to go out there and talk to Mitch, you should. Knows a ton about brewing. Oh, ton. And is just a great guy to talk with. Well, let's go to the interview and let folks hear for themselves. So why don't you guys tell us a little bit about how Dragon Hops Brewing came into being? Where did the idea come from? How long did it take you to get it all set up? Things like that. Well, um, it started originally as Dragon Hops. Uh, we were, a, well, we still have the hops farm out in Philemont. Uh, my mother, the CEO, Marilla, she started it out there on uh, some property that uh, our family acquired. And we got three acres of USDA organic hops. And uh, we started off with that, and then it came to the point where we needed to do something with it because we had a whole lot of this great stock. And the brewers around here, uh, with the exception of Mitch, oddly enough, when he was at another place, uh, they weren't biting too much. So we decided to open up a brewery and use it instead. So we started to bring that to Percival. And like I had said, uh, Mitch was the first brewer to actually use it in an IPA. And uh, he made it with a it was a fresh green poppies in the cascade. Hop or the, beer is what I did. Yep. So lots of very long story, very short. Um, but Mitch came over to us uh, after he was doing some contract brewing, and uh, we were incredibly happy with his beer. And I think he's going to be giving you a little bit more of a 
rundown of it than I can. Yep, basically um, we opened on Cinco de Mayo. I had four beers ready when we opened. We have, we have six taps. Had four beers ready. Um, and now we have six beers on. Um, some of which I'm very happy with and some of which I'm not real happy with, but you work things out as you go. Um, being a home brewer of many decades, um, you make things work. Uh, the equipment took a bit of work to figure out how to use it correctly. I'm on my 11th guile, and I'm pretty close to thinking I have it nailed down. Um, I'm a conservative brewer. I don't do unusual things. I leave that up to everybody else because they're doing such a good job doing unusual things. I am really ashamed and shocked that this beer is this cloudy, but I am <laughs> digging this beer. We're right now drinking the uh, my second version of an IPA, which is the exact same recipe as my first IPA, except I dry hop the ever-living heck out of it, <laughs> just to see how it was taken in by the public here. And um, I generally like my beers clear. I'm English trained, I like clear beer. I'm sorry. New England style IPAs are not my bag. Uh, this one is pretty cloudy. Uh, although I didn't, I did find it in the end, but I don't know if it's going to drop clear. Um, but all the beers I have are straight up beers. I've got a stout, um, a saison, uh, a hefeweizen, a Belgian single, which is a beer I made every place I've ever worked, at home and at professionally. And then uh, what else do I have? Oh, I have a Kolsch, which is working out pretty nicely. And I just did a brown ale that's just now perking. So I'm probably going to take the uh, probably going to take the saison out of circulation. It didn't turn out like I liked it to. It was one of those beers I just kind of had to cram in another beer to get open. It wasn't a lot of love put into the recipe. <laughs> it's just you know do it. Um, so that's probably going to go away. The brown will probably replace that for now. We have, like I said, six taps, and um, we're putting more taps on. Some of them will be duplicated so people don't run into each other serving beer, but we'll also be able to put more beers on as I create them. Um, and all the beers, almost all the beers have been using Dragon Hops hops. Uh, they, they have a very nice strain of Galena, which I've been using for bittering which has worked out very nicely. Um, I am anxious to get to the harvest of this year's crop because I will be doing a, a freaky big wet hop IPA. Uh, I will basically fill my mash tun with buds just, just to let the beer, the beer gargle in it. <laughs> very nice. We got it. Can you tell us a little bit about the development, the selection of the location for the tap room, sort of how you designed this out? Tell us, talk a little bit about the, the chandeliers around the bar um, and just uh, give folks a sense of sort of what's special about your tap room here. Well, number one, it used to be a Safeway store. And a police station and, and the, the town and hall. city hall. <laughs> <laughs> the stage up there is, where, is the dais where all the council people would sit. We'd cut it down and turn it into a stage. 205 occupancy. We're legal to pour beer in the front. We actually will serve you if you sit down at the picnic tables. A waiter will come out and serve you. We have a park in the back, which we're not using yet. 
we're probably going to put an awning of some sort on the one side and do outside seating there as well. We've got good parking and also I can envision people coming here parking and walking around Percival to we have a around the corner is Jack's Run, you got the Catoctin Creek Distillery down the street. So I could see us having a pretty thriving place here. Uh, we want to give people a reason to come to Percival for beer. As uh, as Mitch was saying earlier, this used to be a Safeway, so it's it's a big building. Then the bar takes up a huge portion of that. Um, so we did a lot of the build out. I'll say most of the build out ourselves. Build. So once we did the demo, we had this whole space. So it's cool because you had this huge canvas to work with. But then again, it's the logistical nightmare. Like this is a huge space. How do you fill it? What do you fill it with? So uh, Ryan, he's our He's one of the partners and the facilities manager, more or less. He he pretty much coordinated the entire project, and he designed the bar yep. that you're looking at. And I would come in down here a couple times a week, and I'd look at it. I'm like, what's the what's the design of the bar? And he goes, oh, it's this. And he gives me this little blueprint. I'm like, that's impressive. What are you going to make that out of? Then he had decided that at the hops farm, we're going to take down the fence and use that. So everything on there is reclaimed fence board because we were expanding. We're moving the 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 actual fencing for the hop yard. So we had all this extra. Uh, the posts are the fence posts. The The entire bar top are all the actual linear white oak fence boards. And we said, all right, that's great. So we're looking at the design, but then we're thinking about lighting. So we found these hop cone looking light fixtures. And it was a Friday. Like, what are we gonna do to hang these? I don't know. I went home, I come back on Monday, and he has this huge, you know, hanging wooden like edifice coming down from the ceiling. What is that? Pine tree. I'm like, right. Who did that? I did. When? This weekend. I'm like, right. Okay. And I'm like, and who put it up? Me. I'm like, okay. So Ryan got a chainsaw, a pine tree, and some cargo straps, and he hoisted this thing up on his own. And it's, uh, I think it's cool. The bar is a really good center point. It really just tells the story of Dragon Hobbs brewing on its own. <laughs> we got something to do, so let's do it ourselves. And, here it is, and I think it's one of the more charming bars, removing all bias. It's a, I really dig it. I uh, just want to say thank you guys for joining us for this episode of Brew Daddies. We really appreciate this. Thanks for yeah. having us on. Well, I had such a great time talking to those guys, Adam. So did I. It was a lot of fun, and we really enjoyed our visit there. Yeah, Dragon Hops has one of the best tap room spaces I've seen in a long time. The potential is huge, but they've already, just being open a few months, have already made it gorgeous. I totally agree. I mean, the bar they have, very big bar and the tables, and it's all reclaimed wood that they made just for that space. Yeah. And then the lighting, you know, they have that beautiful reclaimed wood around with the hop chandeliers all over the place. Yeah. Just gorgeous they put some time and thought into in, into making it and the space is big and you know we talk a lot about breweries that want to be part of a community and it's pretty clear that dragon hops you know that with with a stage for live music and they're bringing comedy in now it's really meant to be a gathering place and if i live closer to percival it's definitely somewhere i could spend a lot of time just hanging out it could be a weekend or evening hangout oh definitely it's i mean it it I believe it used to be an old grocery store. Yeah. yeah. So it's a big space, but they did a great job really making it feel like home and well, like a place you want to hang out. Let's talk about the beer. 
Let's talk about what Mitch Pilchuk has done at Dragon Hops with beer. Now, as you heard Mitch talk about when we were interviewing him, he is an English-trained traditional brewer. He does not like... He loves that other people are experimenting all over the place, but it ain't him. Not his jam. Nope. Just traditional ingredients, traditional methods, traditional everything. And you can tell it in the beers on the tap there. When we were there, they had, what, a half dozen? Yeah. Yeah. All different styles. I mean, there was a Kolsch, a Belgian, Hefeweizen, a Stout. I want to talk about the Belgian single, which I think is a flagship sort of beer for Mitch. Everybody talks, and you see everywhere, Belgian doubles, Belgian triples. Belgian singles aren't very common. Yeah. In the in the brewery world. Yeah, but, I mean, you usually see the double or triple at a brewery you go to. Yeah, uh, and, and I think what Mitch said is that he will always have a Belgian single. It's his go-to beer. It's what he brews at home to keep in his fridge, to drink himself, or keep in his kegerator, I suppose, to, to drink for himself. His Belgian single at Dragon Hops is bright and piney and totally flavorful. You yeah, know, a little sweet, but very drinkable. I do, Yeah, it was, you know, a traditional Belgian single beer. Simple. One hop, one grain. Yep. But simple and traditional doesn't mean boring. No, not at all. It was full of flavor. I thought so too. Really enjoyed it. And then the Kolsch. Light and fruity with a nice color. Very also, clean. Yeah. Also, just a just a great exemplar Kolsch. Yeah. And I think it went on from there. Um, uh, wait, Hefeweizen. Wait, I've got to get into the IPA. Ah, yes. Which, as you heard, uh, Mitch was not happy with because it was cloudy. I thought it was really freaking good. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. <laughs> so did I. I. I mean, it was, an, you know, you had the great hop flavors uh, the the aroma was amazing. Well, it did have a fantastic aroma. Really fantastic aroma. And you know, from my perspective, it's not. This isn't GABF, right? Like, it's not. It, it probably wouldn't win an award because it was cloudy and it wasn't. You know, like it didn't meet all the standards, which is totally Perhaps fine. In the new New England IPA category, right? <laughs> which, which Mitch is not a big fan of, but. But for me, from my perspective, like I'm not wor- I, I'm not worrying about the aesthetics of a beer as much. If if, if I'm at a brewery, I want a beer that tastes good. Um, I want a beer that it has a well balanced flavor. I, I'm not going to worry too much about. Yeah, and it was a very dry hopped beer, which makes it harder to make it not cloudy. Not cloudy, right? I mean, that's why New England IPAs are cloudy, or that's why they should be cloudy because you dry hop so much. Sure, but anyway, I loved it and I thought it was great. I will say, Mitch has got some work to do. You know, as a new brewery, like he even said, his saison wasn't where he wanted it to be. So, you know, it's new equipment, it's a new facility, and they've only been open for, what, four months now? Yeah. Three months now. Three just, months. Just, yeah, three, just three months. Just three months. So, any new brewery has got some kinks to work out, and I think there's some kinks there. But all in all, you're talking about a top-notch brewer who's been doing this for years. The Belgian single and the other beers he tried, I mean, that that we tried that are sort of his go- standbys were, were, you know, really high-quality brews. Agreed. I mean, I know you didn't like the Hefeweizen as much as I did, nope. but I really enjoyed it. It was, I mean, with a Hefeweizen, I mean, you get the banana flavor. And for me, I really like the banana flavor, so it's hard for me to have too much of that. But I really felt this one didn't have a, too much. It had just enough banana flavor What's the banana and aroma. Come from? It's the yeast, right? It's the yeast. Yeah. And, you know, very 
clean. You got a little of the wheat flavor, some residual sweetness. I mean, it was your classic Hefeweizen, but it was... It was a little floral for me. I thought very well. It smelled, had a little flowery aroma that kind of that kind of turned me off. But yeah, I didn't get that. But again, I'm not. You know, this is it was not bad beer. Yeah, it's we have the luxury of going to so many breweries, that we can be a little bit more critical <laughs> and a little bit more picky. Well, um, I really like the Hefeweizen. Well, good. So. Okay, so the stout was light and clean. I thought. Yeah, it wasn't as thick as your normal stout, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I like a stout you can you can drink. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And not fill as up on right away. As opposed to eat. Yeah, right. I mean, occasionally a good, nice, heavy body stout is the perfect thing, but usually for me, when I'm at a when I'm at a brewery and I want to drink a, a few beers, I'll avoid the stout just because one stout, and I'm like, okay, nap time. Yeah, and also when it's you know hotter out. It's nicer to have the lighter stout. One of the last things I want to talk about a little bit is the fact that Dragon Hops Brewery started as a hop farm. We have never encountered this. No, we have not. And I didn't know you could really effectively grow hops in this region, mid-Atlantic region and in Virginia. Um, I know that when we were at Flying Dog, they talked a lot about sort of trying to support the local hop industry and figuring out how to use more local hops in the stuff that they were doing. But uh, I think at some point we should go out and visit Dragon Hops, the farm, and and see how they do it. That would be fun. I mean, I'd like to see the different varieties they have, be able to see how they're doing their growing, what their techniques are. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Yeah, it would be. It's 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 a it's more it's fun thing to learn more about that as we uh, you know, as part of the the brewing process. Uh, and I just never thought that in the mid-Atlantic, we would have the opportunity to kind of go and see sort of large-scale hop cultivation. A lot of breweries have like sort of small-scale stuff. And a lot of the farm breweries in Maryland grow hops that they actually use. But, you know, Dragon Hops is a f- hop farm. Yeah. And most of the farm breweries don't grow all the hops they need. Of course not. They only grow a small percentage. So they're still using commercially available hops. So, yeah, it's really interesting how much of the local hops, their own hops that they use. I want to jump back real quick and talk about pretzels in the tap room. <laughs> amazing pretzels. We didn't talk uh, about the food. Yes, um, I love their pretzels. They, they, have, they have some amazing pretzels. They have other food too. It's all sort of bar snack food. Yeah, and you've probably seen these pretzels everywhere. I mean, they're big pretzels. The problem is a lot of places, I think, when they serve them, they're pretty greasy. Whereas yeah, they're here, really not. Not greasy at all. Just enjoyable to eat. All right. Anything else to say about Dragon Hobbs Brewery yet? Well, they also have uh, food trucks that come. And on their website, you can find all the events that they have there, as well as the food trucks that come. And you can look that up there. That's dragonhopsbrewing.com. They do list a little bit about their beers on their website as well, but not too much. So it's a you know good resource if you want to just see, time it so that maybe there's music when you go yep. or food truck you like. Absolutely. Again, if anybody's interested in sort of trying to plan a trip out to Purcellville uh, to see a number of breweries, maybe visit a distillery or two, email us at hosts, H-O-S-T-S, at thebrewdaddies.com, and we'll see if we can help you arrange that. And also email us if you know a brewery that we should go to or you own a brewery and you'd like us to come out. We've got some great episodes coming up. We hope that you'll stick with us. We're going to be talking to uh, a couple of new breweries opening in DC. We're going to be talking to some. We're going to be talking to an engineer who actually designs 
some of the breweries in in the region and and is really understands sort of how how to take a space and turn it into a brewery. Hopefully, we'll be going out and visiting a hop farm, and maybe we'll be getting out of the Mid Atlantic region and trying a few trying a few breweries outside of our normal our normal normal stomping grounds. Yeah, we're both going on trips and. Perhaps we will bring back some notes and discuss those breweries as well. Absolutely. Okay, folks, you know, if you like what you hear, if you want us to keep doing this and you want this podcast to visit your brewery, your favorite brewery, go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and rate the podcast. Give us a review. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Instagram. We're having fun on Instagram. I think that's that's like a good platform for us. I keep taking pictures of every beer I drink. <laughs> I try. Well, thanks for listening to Brew Daddies. And remember, always drink great beer.